What's up, family? You already know what it is. It is time for kickoff. Welcome to Speak. I'm Emmanuel Acho. But the big changes in Dallas lead us to an even bigger conversation. How do you trade a fourth-round pick for a former first-round pick in Trey Lance, but you don't even tell the head coach, Mike McCarthy? Drama, drama, James Jones. You better be on the lookout, coach. You, you better be it. on the lookout, Eyes coach. always up. God, dog. Up. James, how long will it take for you to drop a pass on set? Um, I don't want to jinx myself. Never. <laughs> Never. I'm always ready. I'm oh. My suit tight. You got it, though. Uh, there it is. I'm not going to lie. We do look good today. We do look good today. You could be watching any show. You're watching Speak. We don't take it for granted. Let's have some fun. Far end, Super Bowl champ, James Jones. What's going on? James, you're looking good. You're feeling better. Joy Appreciate Taylor, it. how are we? I'm ready to do it. There He's it ready to do it. Uh, two oh, times. Yes. I was waiting for the ball. Oh, oh I, thought, I thought it was two times. Oh, I, 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 I was confused as well. We're rusty. We're rusty. I didn't know. Shady, is that lilac? I love you, man. Is that Bill? <laughs> is that Bill? Eagles all time rushing. LaShawn, Shady McCoy, he needs no introduction. Let's get it started with first in 10, bringing y'all the topic of the day. Joy just threw a spiral off camera. It was nice. Okay, Cowboys traded fourth round pick to the 49ers for Trey Lance. Mike McCarthy, the head coach, he was involved in the evaluation process of Trey Lance, but not the business component. General manager, owner, Jerry Jones, said they told McCarthy after they had made the deal and, quote, just wanted to get it done. Close. Mm. Quote, drama, 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 drama. LaShawn McCoy, I don't like talking about Cowboys to any other person in the world <laughs> besides you. I wonder why that is. <laughs> Shady, you have an issue with Mike McCarthy being kept out of the loop as they traded for trade lands? I do. How can you not? Mm. How do you put this team together, right? The Super Bowl-bound team that they talk about, which I think they have a lot of capabilities of doing. And McCarthy's not like a, a, a first-year head coach, a second-year head coach. Mm -hmm. He's won a championship. Right, he's a pro. Am, am I tripping? You're not tripping. So you're telling me that, that you go out there and, and, and you trade for a quarterback, not a, not a fourth-down running back or a third-down blocking back, not, not, a, not a backup left or right tackle, mm -hmm. a quarterback. Quarterback. So, so... To know that he didn't have no idea what was going on, I'm like, man, how can this team truly believe in their coach when the ownership don't believe in the coach? Because mm. they don't have enough respect to go in there and tell you, hey, we're thinking about going to get Trey Lance. None of that. Uh, it was more of this, hey, we just traded for Trey Lance. Yep. I talked to you at the practice. Come on. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like that. So, so I'm very bothered by it. I have a lot of respect for Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy. Of course. I truly do. He's done a lot in this league, right? And, and he has a good team that he put together. It just hurts me that his team or his ownership does have the same respect. Mm. Like I do for him. Mm. I, I'm with you. Because in Philadelphia, <laughs> we don't do them type of things. I better to say that. Hey. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I tried to tell y'all yesterday that Jerry Jones is like Dak Tripp again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because for you to come in here, right, Mike McCarthy came in, changed around the Green Bay Packers, won a Super Bowl. Came in, you got back-to-back 12-win -back seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. He got more wins than a lot of these Hall of Fame coaches that's in the Hall of Fame. Mm. They're in the meetings. They are watching the film. They have scouts watching the film, not just on the Cowboys, but on other teams. 
right? That's how you come out of preseason and you sign other players and all that. You have your scouts working right. for you. Yep. For you to just make this decision on your own, not get with your head coach to be like, hey, would this help our football team? Because Mike could have said, you know what? Hey, our third string quarterback right now better than Trey Lance. We want to keep him. You, you don't know. And then you're just giving up a fourth round pick and not coming in there to talk to the head coach. And the head coach knows exactly how he wants his football team to look. Exactly what he needs for his football team to win football games and you just come in as an owner saying no this is what we doing and you ain't watching tape on Trey Lance you ain't watching tape on the other guys we got and you just making these decisions this is a slap in the face to coach Mike and Mike has proven to you that he knows what he's doing because he he has you in the playoffs back-to-back years with 12 wins so this this is mind-blowing to me he definitely should have said something to coach Mike that at least hey we thinking about acquiring this guy to get coach Mike's two cents Yeah, of course I have an issue with it, but I am 0% surprised. (laughs) Mind-blowing. This is Jerry ball. This is Jerry's team. It's always been this way. (laughs) This is how it goes. The buck doesn't stop with the head coach. There's a reason why things have gone the way that they've gone in Dallas for almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. Who was there? Hall of Fame head coach when they were winning those Super Bowls. Jimmy Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Jimmy Jimmy don't play that. Uh We know the history of this team. This is Jerry Say. It sounds crazy. It's crazy to think that not just your head coach, but the man who's going to be responsible for developing Trey Lance, a player that Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback whisperer, couldn't develop, and who is, is, is in charge of keeping this team together, wasn't in the loop in bringing in a player, not just a guy, but someone that another team that beats them every year Spent three first-round picks and a third-round pick to bring in. It's nonsense, but I can't sit here and act like I'm surprised. This is how the Cowboys do business. Mm. The Cowboys are the best in the world at branding and making money. But you want to talk about Super Bowls? You want, forget Super Bowls. <laughs> we don't need to talk about Super Bowls, Shady. Let's talk about NFC Championship games. You want to talk about sustained success. You want to talk about developing players. I mean, this is, this is a silly conversation yeah. to have. This is not happening in Philadelphia. No, this no. is not happening in Pittsburgh. This is definitely not happening in San Francisco. We know it's not happening in San Francisco. The thing I think to me that's most frustrating, Joy, is like the Cowboys are on the precipice of actually winning more than they've ever won since the 90s based upon the roster. What I want to see Jerry Jones do, if you're not going to consult with your head coach, Mike McCarthy, acquire a piece that will help the Cowboys win right now. I'll start in 2017 and I'll work my way to present day. 2017, middle of the season, the Philadelphia Eagles, they would go on to win the Super Bowl with the help of Jay Ajayi. You remember Jay Ajayi running back for the Miami Dolphins. How did the Eagles acquire Jay Ajayi with the fourth round pick? Jay Ajayi ended up leading the Eagles in yards per carry en route to them winning the Super Bowl with the fourth round pick. How the Cowboys just acquired Trey Lance with the fourth round pick. When the Rams won the Super Bowl in the middle of the season, Odell Beckham, we'll take you off waivers. Von Miller, we'll take you via trade. You use those pieces to win a Super Bowl. Don't prepare for the future when you need to win in the present. And Mike McCarthy needs to win in the present. Many people will tell you to some degree he's on the hot seat. You've already vacated Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn is kind of like that proverbial coach in waiting if it's not Mike McCarthy. So I don't necessarily mind not getting the permission or approval of a head coach from if you're a general manager, but do it if you're getting a piece that wins now. Shady, you mentioned Howie Roseman. You know Howie as well as I do. Howie does not necessarily ask for permission from no man, in all honesty. But what Howie will do, he going to give you a piece that you can use right here, right now. Howie's not getting picks for the future. Howie is getting players for today. But I I would say it's, it's... 
Howie's going to get show respect. Yes. Right? So even if he wants to get this player and he's going to go get him, I'm sure he's going to call a nigga in the office, hey, I'm thinking about this guy and et cetera. And they probably already knew about it. I mean, I've been scouting him. You know, we might need him for a team and go get him. Not just, hey, we're going to go get Trey Lance and yeah. that's it. And another thing is I'm thinking about, we're talking about as a head coach right now, but let's, let's, just, let's just peel the layers back. Talk to he's me. calling plays this year. He's, he said it. Mm-hmm. I'm calling plays this year. So my thing is, if I'm going to bring in a quarterback as a backup, Dak Press is the guy, Cooper Rush could probably be the number two, mm-hmm. But anything happened in this game. We've seen anything, knock on wood for the young guys, yeah. anything can happen. Sure. So now, if I'm, a, if I'm calling the plays as a coordinator, I want to utilize players in my scheme. Yeah. Yeah. How do we know that he likes Trey Lance for his scheme? Think that's about that for a second. We just talking about the head coach. I'm talking about as a coordinator. Hey, that's if I'm calling man. plays, I want players that can play in my scheme. Yeah. Okay, you can catch the ball. Okay, you can run. You can do. Yeah, but if you can't do that, and I don't think so, and the owner goes against a player and brings him on my staff and on my team, and I don't use him, and I, I can't use him for my offense, why would I want it? You well, know and this and this right here though crazy, is, is like a slap in the face to Coach Mike and everybody <laughs> in the scouting department, right? Because at the end of the day, they go through this whole process of hours and hours and hours yeah. of watching film and scouting people, right? Knowing if kids can play, whether it's draft, whether it's preseason, whatever it may be. And then as a head coach, your job is to make sure these dudes gel together. Your job is to make sure you get out all the distractions and all that, right? Whenever we talk in the locker rooms and all that after the game, people be like, dang, he sound like the head coach. Because that we echo in the head coach, right? So now with you doing this, bringing in a guy you didn't tell Mike, you didn't tell Dak. Who gotta who gotta soften up all them wounds? The head coach, and he didn't create none of that. Mm. So now he has the locker room, he has all this, and we have a really good football team. And you done traded for a guy, and you ain't told nobody. So now I may have to answer some questions. With my quarterback may come to me. Hey, what 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 this mean? Yep. Now I'm answering all this stuff strictly because of what the owner did, and you didn't even talk to the guys that do all the work for you. Come on, that's, Jerry, that's, you can't do that. That ain't the right way. You're not going to win that way. That's the price you pay to work in Dallas. You ain't going to win that way, Joy. I, mm. James, I've been saying it for a long time. <laughs> they think I'm crazy. They think I've got this, this uh, tinfoil hat on. It's, it's right there in front of you. There's, mm. there's a way to do things that generates winning. There's collaboration. If you run an organization, Shady, you have a big corporation, right? Are you going to do all the jobs? Mm-mm. Are you going to hire people, hire people. Who, do, who are excellent at what they do and allow them to do it? You oversee them, of course. Mm-hmm. you got to check in, tap in every once in a while. But you let people do your job. Right. That's, that's not what happens in Dallas. This is not surprising to me. This has been going on for so long. This is the least. What happened? Jerry just made a move and didn't tell the coach? I, mean, I don't know how why. Many, how many of these headlines could you pull up? This is how it goes. If you're going to work in Dallas, the buck stops with Jerry. And it's, he's also, not only does it stop with Jerry, he's going to make sure everyone knows that it stops with me. I did this. We did this. We didn't ask anybody. We did it, period. And, and what? I own the team. I run this team. I make all the decisions. I don't have to consult with my head coach. Why would I consult with my offensive head coach that's going to have to develop mm-hmm. Trey Lance, that's going to have to explain to Dak Prescott, that's going to have to work him into a scheme? What does all that matter? I, I, want, I want Trey Lance. And who cares about this fourth-round pick that might help us next year? I don't know so, why I... I had a little hope that Jerry was changing, right? What told you that? Because you see Mike come in there and have success. A lot of Then you see some of the draft picks that they take and all that, right? And you see it's kind of the scouting department. It's Coach Mike. Like, these are the players we need, right? Then you see when Mike first came over there, it was Kellen Moore is untouchable. Right? This dude must be here, right? Mike, I took the job knowing that Kellen Moore must call the play, be the OC. Now, Coach Mike is like, nah, nah. 
I'm back, 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 12 win seasons. I got this thing. Let me do it, right? And Jerry say, what it, kind of whatever you need. Boom, we got it. We get Kellen Moore out, right? So you thought like everything was like, okay, hey, they communicating over there in Dallas. They got a really good roster. They doing things the right way over there, right? We, we talked about this topic yesterday, and I know all four of us thought Mike had something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Or Mikey knew something about it. And for, so. th- for this to come out like it was just Jerry, this is, this is crazy. But remember, and Joy, you might have to correct me if I'm wrong, it was last season when Dak Prescott gets hurt. And Jerry Jones goes to the podium and says, before Mike McCarthy even knows, he goes to the podium and says, hey, Dak's going to be out for weeks. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's like, wait, wait, he is? Then if y'all recall, I believe it was maybe before the New York Giants game. I think that was a Sunday night or a Monday night game, a primetime game. And Jerry says, man, I hope Cooper Rush gives us a quarterback dilemma. Oh, yeah, yeah, And Mike McCarthy's like, wait, what? I'm saying he got an And so <laughs> Mike McCarthy has continually been surprised by things Jerry Jones has done. But, I, like... Why this part is so confusing for me is because I can see you doing things like uh, Jason Garrett, right? He, for a while, he was the puppet. You know, <laughs> I, I can see that. But I get why he's that. I get why that is. Ex-player, et cetera, you know, they have a great career. Yep. Right. But Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winner. Uh. Well, well, I remember when they, when they got him to come to Cowboys, I said, you know what? I like that move. Yeah, sure. Because he's been around good quarterback play. He's been around good winning football. And he's got a championship. But, Shady, let me remind you one of my favorite quotes, relationships end how relationships begin. Mm. How did the relationship with Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones begin? Mm. Mike McCarthy, who is best known for calling plays, won a Super Bowl with James Jones as a play caller. He didn't have the authority to call plays. Jerry Jones said, I'm keeping Kellen Moore as my OC, and Kellen Moore is calling plays. How did the relationship with Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones begin? It began with deceit. Mike McCarthy said, all year, in my off year, I was in the basement watching tape, watching tape, (laughs) watching film, watching film. After he got hired, he was like, okay, I may have exaggerated just a little bit. So remember how the entirety of the relationship began. How's the media in in, uh, Dallas? I'm being serious. Is it it tough? I worked for the Cowboys for two years, the Cowboys media, and they are tough, but they are also understanding because they've been around for 20 20 and 30 now, years, now, most of them. If that, now, Philadelphia, not to brag about them, but that media is tough. They're yeah. going to ask the tough questions. And that would be one of the questions like, well, how are you the head coach, but you're not aware of who's getting traded or, or what picks you're trading or what players you're getting? Because and you calling the plays. Yeah. I would want to know that question because you know why, Joy? Because in the locker room, especially as a coach and a player, it's, it's like the respect. It's like the trust where, okay, if we made a trade, well, coach, dang, why we do that? What, you think we need more of this? You had them conversations, but... What answer can you give me? Because you don't even know. Well, it's the same. We've, we've, we've normalized this, though. Like, we love Jerry. We I, love, do, we, I do love Jerry. He's one of my Jerry. favorites. Jerry, Jerry is responsible right. for, for changing Prom, the course we had of NFL from, from a business perspective. He's, you can't tell the story of the NFL without Jerry Jones. But there is an element of control that you need to submit as an owner to people who do their job well, which Mike McCarthy has proven he's been able to do. He's won a Super Bowl. That's hard to do. Extremely. He, he worked with one of the biggest talents that this game has ever seen. That's difficult to do. But to your point, I mean, this is what it was. This is, this is an understanding when you take this job that Jerry is the one who, at the end of the day, is going to make the calls, and he might just make a call yeah. without consulting you. What's the, what's the saying? That's not the right way. Relationships end how relationships no, begin. Fool me once, shame, shame on, on me. You. Fool me twice. <laughs> Shame on you. 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 Shame on me. Forgetting full. It's saying down in Texas. I think it's somewhere else. Also down in Texas. (laughs) You can't do that. That's what it is. We know. We know what it is. You don't have the answer. 
Rachel Sway. It should be the least surprising headline yeah. that we will have all year. Jerry Jones has done something that he consulted no one on, and it is going to change the course of the Dallas Cowboys' future. I don't know if it's the Texas saying, Joy. I just think George Bush said it. I'm poorly quoting George Bush, poorly quoting a very, <laughs> very well-known quote. That's what just Oh, Bush. Yeah, I was saying. Yeah. Great quote. Great quote. All right, we're here to turn. Russell Wilson, will he bounce back in Denver? Oh, my God. So many polarizing thoughts at this desk, and we have to tell you whether or not Russell Wilson can shake up the NFL this season. That's next on Speak. Don't forget, check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel. I'm serious. XM. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Second and sure, got to keep this one tight, but let's talk about Russell Wilson. Remember, first year was a complete and utter train wreck in Denver. Only won four games, that's Russell Wilson. But now, Sean Payton, new head coach, is in town, and he said, quote, there's something powerful about a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Close quote. That is true. That is. I don't know how much power it'll take to turn that five-win team in totality into a 9-10-11-12 win team, but it is true about having a chip on your shoulder. James, how confident mm. are you in Russell Wilson bouncing back this year? You're coming to me first, huh? Um, zero. Mm. Zero. Why? Zero confidence in Russell Wilson. Because when you watch a quarterback player, you watch anybody play, you say... All right, he had about four bad games, right? Oh, but he had three really good ones, Yep. right? Oh, he had about two, three in a row, but then he had three really good ones. Mm-hmm. Russ had 17. He ain't played 17. I don't even know how many he played. <laughs> but however many Russ played last year, that's how many bad ones he had in a row. And I was watching the games like, Russ going to be Russ. Here it come. Russ going to be Russ. This next game, here it come. Russ was never Russ, right? And then you get into preseason, and... Russ was still Russ. He made one or two throws, but Russ still looked like Russ in that Sean Payton offense. There's nothing that Russ has done to show me that he is finna get out of this, right? I do not see Russell Wilson playing good football this year. I think it's, I think it's gonna be middle of the season, and you're probably gonna see another quarterback in there. That Sean Payton gonna get him in there, Jared Stenham. I, I just have zero. That's how I have zero confidence in Russell Wilson. He didn't show. He did for for 15, 16 weeks. He was three and ten, I think, as a starter. Very, very bad. Thirty first in the National Football League, right? And that's just wins lost. That's not even talking about with your own two eyeballs watching him play. I don't. I don't see us getting the old Russell Wilson we used to seeing. Uh, I mean, I think he'll look better than last year, but Mm, like last year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to go with you, Joy. What's that? I mean, here's where I'm conflicted. I I I hear you. It was a whole year of bad play. Generally, someone may finish the season bad, or they have a stretch, and you're like, okay, that was bad, but maybe they need to work on something, and they can, you know, bounce back. They're with a better coach now. They've gotten some better weapons, and they can course correct. I want to believe that Russ is going to get back to being Russ. I want to believe that Sean Payton can get him there. My hesitation with it is that we did see a lot, an extended period of bad play. I haven't really seen anything in the preseason that makes me feel like it's changed. But the other part of it is 
I don't know how talented this roster is. I think we thought they were just a quarterback away, obviously, when they traded for Russell Wilson. Mm, We found out that wasn't true. They have two players in the NFL top 100, Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons. Mm -hmm. This isn't like this is a loaded roster. It's not like they're dropping him on Philadelphia or Dallas or San Francisco. Just a roster that you feel like you could probably put someone who struggle and and the pieces may help help them out. So it's not just Russ I'm concerned about. Like, how is the rest of this team going to look? The defense was decent last year. Yep. Are they going to be able to hold them up if Russ is struggling again? Mm. I don't know. I, I, I have some, yeah, <laughs> I, I have some confidence. I have some confidence that the culture will be different because of Sean Payton and the attitude that he's bringing in. But this is one of the situations that I have to wait and see. Am I my lonely? You on your lonely? Am I my lonely? <laughs> I, I'm rocking with you, Russ. He can do it. The thing is this. When they, when they decided to bring a new coach in, right, and they got rid of Nathaniel Hackett, how can we make the Denver Broncos a better team? It wasn't the defense. They had a top 10 defense last yeah, year, right? Boom. Good. That's one part of it. Mm. It's the offense. You go out there, you get Sean Payton. When, and Sean Payton's 15 years in the NFL, his offense averaged to, like, one. With Drew. Think about it. If you All the years, you average all that. With Drew Brees. With Drew, right? Mm-hmm. But I've watched games. I've actually played against him when he had guys like Taysom uh, Hill yeah. at quarterback. Ain't no way they're going to beat us. Ain't no way. And he finds a way to beat us. Yeah. He dices it up. So my thing is, is either Russ is trash, trash, and can't get it done, and they won't win, or we, I still think he's a solid quarterback. He might not be the old Russ. He, not, he might not be cooking you know, all these great steaks and, and, and entrees. He might be cooking some noodles. What type of news? And you put the news with the chips, that might be really good. Anyway, but all I'm saying is that if we get a Russ to just be solid, don't lose games, make some plays when we need them, and follow Sean Payton's uh, um, so what's, what's game what, what's, what's plays, though, Shady? Because he averaged 15 points last year. All he needed to do was average 18, and they probably got but, four or five more wins. See, this is the thing with Russ, though, right? Because he did play bad last year. He play, actually, he played really, really bad. He wasn't seeing the but, stuff. But this another thing is, when I watched the whole offense, they didn't play well together, though. Correct. Yeah. All sides now. Is, Correct. I've learned from Tom Brady where, not Tom Brady, uh, Andy Reid. Like, being a great player in a great office is one thing, but to help a great office is situational football. Right. Helping each other out. Now, when he's first and 15, second and 20, there's no plays in the but play before that. Say, usually that Russ, matters. Usually, it, but Russ it's because and, of him, though. In nah, my, well, nah. Usually, Russ, getting a, hold up, hold up. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. The, the defense the, held people to well, 18 hold on, hold on. points. The first thing that Sean Payton talked about when he when he called out Nathaniel Hackett and and the, that co- coaching staff, yeah, he was saying, "Man, it was terrible, right? One of the worst jobs in NFL history. They couldn't even get the plays in there. If you recall, a lot of times Russ is getting to the line of scrimmage with four seconds left. So it sounds like you have more faith in Sean Payton. Well, that's I mean, it's ain't Russ by himself, right? Right? He got help, and and not only he got some help. Joel, he had one of the best offensive minds I've no, ever No, I love Sean Payton. Sean Payton is, is the reason why I think that this could work. Mm. So but now if, if I take Russ some is, off you. If Russ is, is, is decent see, with, so, with Sean Payton, yeah. Then, then yeah, I could see it. But I still, where does that leave them? Like, to me, the expectations for the Broncos, that's what, I, what okay. has to be managed for me. What, playoffs? If they double their wins, okay. they still might miss the playoffs. Oh, they will because they I don't just, have... I just <laughs> haven't seen... <laughs> enough from Russ to be confident. No. Like, very simply put. Oh, you mean, well, yeah. Now, if you want to put your faith in Sean Payton, 
I can understand that. I can to some degree submit to that. But, James, I was really thinking about it. The only quality play I remember from Russell Wilson, because it would be hyperbole to say we saw nothing good, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth quarter versus the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Russ led them on an 80-play drive, if you all remember. Week it may one, have been week da- two? Week three. Well, week yep. three. It may have been nationally televised, or we just watched it because I love the Niners. He led them down the field. They, they ended up winning, one. I think, 11. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Scrambled. End up winning 11 to 10. I was like, okay, Russ, you might have it back. 11. Then I think by week five, we all go watch the game versus the Colts, and I was like, oh, no, he doesn't have it back. I just haven't seen enough from Russ to be confident. I saw, like James said, he made an adjustment that I loved in the preseason. I think it was preseason game week two. I loved it. But the question is, how much bad will occur before we see the good? And can Russ and the Denver Broncos sustain all the bad that will occur? For, for, for me, it was too much of this with Russ last year. Mm-hmm. What is he looking at? Where is he throwing the ball? We all can sit here watching Russ play. Like, what is, what is he looking at? Right. right? You see people open. I remember the Chargers game in particular where Cortland Sutton is like this because he wide, he wide open. And it's like, Russ, you a veteran in this league. We in League 10 and your receivers is like this. Like, what are you looking at? It was too many times that we scratched our head like, why is he making that throw? You know, why is he throwing the ball away? Why? Like, he just... Coaching. Like, I don't coaching. see that coaching. coming back. we got to go to break. And there's, there's a, well, the question coaching. I have is, if Russ struggled to inherit the offense with Hackett, I wonder if he'll struggle to inherit the offense with mm. Breeze. Because when you learn about different offenses, it's just like learning another language. You learn how to say hi in English. You learn how to say hi in Spanish. Mm. You learn how to say hi in French. Right. So when I have to learn a different playbook, it's just taking this language to that language. You're not, there are no new plays under the sun. Yeah. So I just wonder, like, will Russ struggle to inherit? With certain coaches, I would say this, and guess for your, your example, is teachers. Yes. There's better yes. teachers than others. Yes, very like, true. Dang, I hate algebra. Yep. But this teacher made a lot easier than this you teacher. You had a software. X, boy. And, and, and Mrs. Greenberg, I didn't forget <laughs> you. You made algebra very, very hard. But Miss Angela, come on. I remember. I remember. Sean Payton gonna have to make it really, really simple for Russell Wilson. That's what he does. He gonna have to make it really, really simple. And we gonna see. We will see. Well, what else we will see? How big the expectations are in New York, and will it cause them to crumble or rise? Are the Jets legit? Super Bowl contenders. Everybody's going to talk about it. We're going to tell you why and why not when we return next on Speak. Shout out Ms. Greenberg, man. Ms. Greenberg. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. All right, we're in third and long, going a distance on this topic because we have to. Jets and Super Bowl. Two words you haven't heard put together in a mighty long time, 55 years to be exact. But they added Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP. Also added pro bowler Dalvin Cook, four consecutive thousand-yard seasons. And he said, Dalvin Cook, that is, quote, Yeah, they're very realistic when talking about the Jets' Super Bowl Mm. chances. Very realistic. Not sure I agree, but more importantly, Joy, do you? Are the Jets legit Super Bowl contenders? (sighs) 
I'm going to say yes because I've watched two of the last three years high-level quarterbacks go to new places and in the first year win a Super Bowl. Had that not happened with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, I would say no because they'd have to win at least three playoff games to win the Super Bowl. Over the last six seasons, Aaron Rodgers has won two playoff games combined. He's won to one Super Bowl and won. Mm-hmm. You remember. You Thank remember. God. Yeah. He hasn't been back <laughs> since. So... And on top of that, you've got to add the Jets and a whole bunch of other factors. Robert Sala has won 11 games in the league. Mm -hmm. They're a very tough division. The AFC is loaded. There's a lot of reasons I could stack against it. But when I look at what they have that's necessary to win a Super Bowl, starting at the quarterback position, I have to say that they're legit contenders. I can't go that far. I wanted to, but every show, uh, we have a pre-show meeting every day before the show. And I was thinking and and talking to Shady, talking to Joy, I don't think the Jets are Super Bowl contenders right now. Mm. I believe that they can be. I believe that they will be maybe in a month or two. I think they're missing a piece at wide receiver primarily. Like for the Jets to be Super Bowl contenders, in my mind, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to give you maybe 30-plus touchdown passes and 4,000 yards. Not that hard to do. But when I start to aggregate where are the yards going to come from, I get confused. Mm -hmm. Because I give Garrett Wilson 1,500. 15. But there's still 2,500 yards that have to be made up between Alan Lazard. He averages 500 a season. Uzoma. Uh, Between Miko Hardman. uh, Between Uzoma. Between Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. I'm struggling to find that extra 2,500 yards. But more importantly, when I think about the Bucks, with which Joy wonderfully brought up, I didn't think the Bucks had a Super Bowl roster at the beginning of the season. But then you add Leonard Fournette during training camp. You add Antonio Brown middle of the season. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're there. I didn't think the Rams had a Super Bowl roster at the beginning of the season in which they won. But then you add Von Miller, I think one of the greatest pass rushers in the history of the National Football League, particularly the modern generation. You add Odell Beckham after Robert Woods goes down, they are complete. Shady, I don't think the Jets are complete yet. I think they can be. I think well, they will be, but see, not yet. I, I truly do. I, I think so. And one thing you did say is the wide receiver room. That was my, my main concern with this team. But as I started breaking down all the other um, uh, contenders, they have the same issues, yep. right? So, so I look at the, um, the Dolphins. I think they're contenders. I look at the Bills. They're contenders, right? The Bengals and et cetera. But they have the d- different positions where they don't have the elite level in that room. So I said, okay, as long as you have the quarterback, you have a defense, mm-hmm. you build that culture, you have a chance to win. You have Good a chance point. to get there. And, and the say to win a Super Bowl is so hard for all them teams, right, other than the Chiefs, who we think is a different level. But – they all have the DNA to win a championship. And I do think that we're having Aaron Rodgers in that building. We're having that type of defense. And I know we are tough on Salah, but I think as a coach, as a type of tough coach for the defense, that he brings that type of attitude, they can do it. Yeah. They truly can. Yeah. Um, first off, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams won Super Bowls with first-year quarterbacks coming over. Really good defenses, right? You got Aaron really, Donald, really good you got Jalen Ramsey, obviously all those pass rushers y'all had over there, the linebackers the y'all yes. had over there with the yes. Bucks. They good. Right? Really good defense, right? So that's what they're going to do. They're going to play some really good defense. Then when you look on the offensive side of the ball, right, I remember uh, one of my mentors, my coach, said, you ever been to the hood and been to a restaurant and the line wrapped around the door? It ain't, the, it ain't the ambiance. Gotta be it's good. the chef. <laughs> <laughs> it's the chef in there cooking that stuff up. And the chefs was Matthew Stafford. 
The chef was Tom Brady, making everybody around him better on the offensive side of the ball. And the chef is Aaron Rodgers. He is going to get the best out of all those receivers just because the way he can strictly throw the ball. So offensively, when you say you need another piece, no, you have Randall Cobb, who's going to get you about 30, 40 catches. You got Lazard, that's going to get you about six, 700 yards. You already got the young stud in Wilson, who's going to get you 1,500. The running backs, Brees and Dalvin Cook, is definitely going to be in the pass game a lot. You got Uzama at the tight end. I think they have everything they, they, they need to win a championship this year if everything goes the way it's supposed to go. When I, and I, what I mean by that is staying healthy. And, and to jump on what you just said, as, um, as I think that the wide receiver room needs some work, I do think that the running backs is going to play a big role, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes on, on, on a team where maybe that might be lacking, but this group is so good. Yeah. You, you, got, you got Brees and you got uh, Dalvin yeah. Cook. Them dudes going to roll, yeah. right? And, and, and Brees can carry the load himself. Now you bring in an all-pro, a pro type of running back? They might have a lot of different, like, uh, decoy plays with them two together. Yeah. That's going to be nice. Look what, Dalvin, look what Dalvin meant to Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins will drop this thing, a check down, and Dalvin will take it 20-30. Screen Dalvin, passes, true. Dalvin going to take it 20-30. Like, Dalvin is a heck of a receiver out of the backfield as well, too. So, they got everything they need. I think the main thing for them is staying healthy. Okay, let's talk about the journey, because, Joy, you brought it up. You, you know the AFC East, obviously, incredibly well. Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. New York Jets, mm. New England Patriots. Enough. When you think about the Bucks winning their Super Bowl, Shady, you were there. Um, the Saints were a dominant division. Should I bring my ring next time? I bring, you know what? For you. <laughs> this year, I'm bringing my ring. When you think about y'all winning your Super Bowl, the Saints were good. But outside of that, you know, the Panthers were pedestrian. Uh, Falcons were pedestrian. When you think about the Rams winning their Super Bowl, Kyler Murray, he's growing. He was blossoming. Russell Wilson was hurt, trying to stay active, trying to stay afloat. Remember, he had put out trade destinations. The San Francisco 49ers, y'all know if they're healthy, they're good, but they're often injured. But when you think about the Jets, in order for them to win, Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. In order for them to win, Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. In order for them to win, Tua and Mike McDaniel. In order for them to win, there's another team. No, I've named all the teams there. What do you think about the journey that the Jets would have to traverse? Like, is that doable? Well, yeah, it is. But with any championship run, you're going to have a little bit of luck along the way as well. Need that. That's that's why right now at this point in the... In the preseason, we're doing all of this on paper, right? And then that's a very dangerous game to play, but it's the only game that we can play right now because we don't actually have real games being played. So when you look at the journey that they have to go through, obviously the division is the first thing that you want to get through, which is going to be extremely difficult. And it is very different from the Rams situation and the Bucks situation. When you talk about when you get past the division, you get into the playoffs, all of the teams in the AFC, all those quarterbacks, all those coaches that you'll have to get through. And like I said, to start, start the segment, it's, it, it is a long run. They're going to have to win at least three playoff games to win a Super Bowl, which Aaron has won two in the last six years. So for as much as we love to talk about the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, and he is great, he does have some questions as of late in the postseason about his ability to take a team all the way. I, I think that I think based off of what's, you know, actually happened, that it's it's fair to say that. So I, I want to put them in the legit conversation because of obviously what happened with Stafford and Brady, even though I think they're very different situations in this. But also because if I'm going to put the Bengals in there, if I'm going to put the Dolphins in there, if I'm going to put the Bills in that conversation, if I'm going to put the Chargers in that Chargers, conversation. Yeah, Chargers, yeah. You can go down through any of these teams and poke Baltimore. holes. Baltimore. Poke holes in there, Poke yeah. holes in, 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 in the Browns and reasons why they aren't going to actually be able to get there. So 
The Chiefs are the only ones that we say, okay, right. they're, they're untouched. Yes, they should be there. We, we, we trust them. They've earned that. But there is a, there's a pool in the AFC of legit Super Bowl contenders, and I think you have to put them in there. Here's my question, because to, to the conversation of poking holes, Joy and Shady have brought it up. When I think about the greatest quarterbacks, they're overcomers. I really call them great erasers. Right. The Chiefs have plenty of question marks as well. Yes. But Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, great erasers. Right. Joe Burrow, offensive line is really their only question mark, and he has proven to be an eraser of that. Dolphins quarterbacks are a question mark. We don't know if he's an eraser of that. Chargers, I think Justin Herbert, can he win games? Don't know if he is an eraser of that. Do you, James Jones, Shady, coming to you shortly thereafter, do you think Aaron Rodgers is still an eraser? Because he used to be. Yeah. But the reason that they've lost so many of those playoff games, NFC Championship games in particular, the defense was terrible. Mm. And Aaron Rodgers could not yeah. overcome that. Yeah. I believe Atlanta yeah. Falcons put up 44 points. Yeah. I believe San Francisco 49ers put up 37 points. Mm. I believe these different teams have put up 30-plus yeah. points. And he can't erase all of that. Yeah. Can he still be an eraser? I, I, I think he can still be an eraser. I don't know if he can be an eraser to, to that type caliber when you talk about putting up 40 and all that type stuff. But, you know, I definitely think if he, he needs to come back from 10 down, 14 down, yes, I think he can erase, he erase that type stuff. But during this run, and you, you spoke on it, two playoff wins in, in six years, right? 12 missed some throws, too. Mm -hmm. that, that was 12 and 12 in Green Bay. He eight now, but 12 missed some throws, too, right, that we can kind of point at and say, hey, you missed D.A. right there. You missed the tight end right there or whatever, right? 12 missed some throws, right? Did the defense give up some plays, too? Yes. And Joy touched on it, too. You need a little luck in, in, in this thing, too, to win some championships. But I will never say 12 is not an eraser because I've seen with my own two eyes how special this dude is. And this dude is absolutely special. So for me, whenever he puts on a helmet or a uniform and steps in that huddle, I, I'm going to believe they're going to go score and he can erase anything. That he, is, he is special. He is special. But we got to keep it real. <laughs> and you talked about it. Like, one thing about Aaron Rodgers is he's a great player and he is special, but postseason he be choking. He be choking. Mm -hmm. As much as you want to say how great he is, for him to be that great, we get to the postseason, it'd be great. The whole regular season, all great. MVP, ooh, you see that pass? Double check, boom, bang, no look passes, all good. We get to the playoffs. And I don't see it. I see a lot of losses. And I think what, what, what this team is, I feel like that he could take some of the pressure off his shoulders, where I think they have a really, really good running game. I, I don't think he's had a running game like this, though, with two solid... But he has, though. Remember? Aaron Jones, AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they yeah, nice. AJ's okay. AJ's all right. He's Fair. okay. I'm a running back. I know, I know my game. I think them two is legit. I think Cooks and I think having um, 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 Brees Hall, they like that. They like that. Mm -hmm. I think them two would be different. I, I do think that... Uh, he has some good running backs, but this is another level right here. Then I think the defense. You add in that defense of a defensive head coach that's minded where he's going to put the defense out there. We ain't letting guys score a certain amount of points. We're not going to do that. And having that, you help Aaron Rodgers. So where he hasn't been special in the playoffs like we want him to be, mm. I think you put him on a team like this, I think it, it fits his skill set because I don't have to be great. I don't have to be the Aaron Rodgers' 48 touchdowns and five picks. I don't have to be that. I just got to be solid, win games here and there, make some, some nice plays, and et cetera, and win games, let defense finish him off, run the ball. All those type of things that make a winning football. His last playoff, last time we saw him in the playoffs, they lost 13 to 10. And, and I, didn't, hold on, I didn't even hear you. I'm sorry. It's 13 to 10. 13 to 10. When we, when we played him, too. 13 to 10 at home. First seed, I do think yeah. that the biggest factor with the Jets, though, is the defense. Because that has been the, uh, the excuse for Aaron Rodgers for many years that he hasn't had the defense and he's had to score 35, 40 mm -hmm. points. And, you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's never Aaron's fault. Mm -hmm. So I do think that, the, I mean, we saw it last year. 
They did not have a quarterback yeah. last year, I'm, and the I'm, defense held up their end of the bargain. If they had barely competent quarterback play, it would have been a different season for them. So we know that the defense is going to be solved. Where I will push back on, though, <laughs> is while we might not need MVP-level play for them to get to the playoffs, there is going to be a point where he is going to have to be special. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, that's why they brought him over there, because they expect him to be special, to be able, if the defense, because the defense is going to be challenged this year, too. That's what people don't understand, right? The defense is going to be challenged because Aaron possibly going to jump out on some teams. Yep. And I now agree, these I boys agree, yeah. is throwing the ball all over the yard, right? When the game is 7-7, seven, seven, our team is up on you. They running the ball. They trying it's to eat a little no pressure. Yeah, but now these, these teams are going to come out here, and they're going to try to throw the ball over the yard because they know that Aaron could possibly score. And if that's the true. Jets go up, yeah. so this defense, they're going to have their hands full this year as well. Well, too. I do think they will be better, right? Aaron Rodgers has had a top 10 defense in his career twice, right? If we, recover, if, we reco- if we recover an onside kick, he to another Super Bowl, right? <laughs> and he won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady has had it his whole career, Joy. You think, well, we got to go. Oh, hey, Acho, oh, they tell oh, you, you got to go. You think, you think A.J. Dillon make that team? I don't leave me. Yeah, that. I think A.J. and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones combined for like 2K. Yeah. It's gonna be hard for cooking. I just, I just don't see. I don't think he makes that team. AJ, Dillon he's not it. as good as Brees Hall. I don't think makes my team. He don't make that team with the, 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 Jets? the Jets. He's the power back. So Man, he, he don't make that team. He's gonna be watching. Yeah, he, 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 he the third down back. Yeah, he the third team. down. We gonna revisit right? that uh, Tom Brady comment. I am, but I am interested because <laughs> I'm the arguing. James, do you do you think Aaron Rodgers chokes in the playoffs? I um. Oh what? Oh, it's the truth. I wouldn't say choke because he's won, he's won a lot of playoff games. But, yes, the last couple of years, yes, he, he, they lost because of him. If, you don't see, you see the game me. we played him in, uh, in uh, the, the Bucks. We shut him down. They, and, I and, wouldn't have said he choked, though, because remember, not I think choke, played, but huh? Not choke, but. At, remember, at, didn't Tom throw. Yo, yo, my man, my man, my man, my man. At the end of the day, right. Tom, did kinda, Tom throw, like, he but, played but, Tom. Y'all they, won. I mean, they both did play great. They both did play great. But they had A-Rod in a box. And a straight jack, he couldn't even move. They ain't even locked up. Third and eight, Shady. Third and eight. The game yo, came down to third and eight. Yo, we had him in the box so bad that they could have went for it and they decided to kick the Listen, field goal. You know Tom, what they say? Tom, Tom, didn't, play, Tom didn't play well and neither did Aaron. But the last couple years in the playoffs, Aaron has missed throws that Aaron don't miss. Mm-hmm. You got what I'm saying? Right? Whether the one to Devontae, whatever it may be, the post that was wide, like he's missed mm-hmm. throws that he does not necessarily miss. Yeah. And he really sees everything, you know? So the last couple of times in the playoff, he make those throw, they win. Winners do get to write the history. Holla. <laughs> write whatever story you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write whatever story whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say. You got it. Signed in the preseason. I'm going to tell you who came out as the biggest winner of them all. Is it Jordan Love? Is it George Pickens? Is it Justin Fields? It might be your favorite player. That's next. On I forgot to look up. I like that Pickens boy. Harper. Hits one in the air. Looks back. It goes. Harper. The swing of his life. MLB playoffs are near. And you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun. And so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon.
What's up, family? It is time for a pick six. I didn't get them in the league, but I do get them on this show. I'm going to talk to you about the biggest preseason winners, the six biggest preseason winners, your favorite players, your favorite teams. They will be mentioned at number six, Justin Fields. If you pay any attention to what Fields was able to do, he's a winner, not because of his own innate ability, but DJ Moore, Khalil Herbert helped him tremendously this preseason. Remember, Justin Fields went three for three, 120 plus yards and two touchdowns in a preseason game and got subbed out because he was just throwing screen passes. He's one of the biggest winners because of the help he now has on his squad. At number five, Deuce Deuce on the loose, Deuce Vaughn. He's about 5'5", not a big dude, but his game is huge. Out of Kansas State, six-round pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Why is he the biggest winner? Because in my mind, he really cemented himself as that gadget type of back for the Dallas Cowboys. You know they're going to have Tony Pollard, but they're going to need a little extra burst, a little extra acceleration, and Deuce Vaughn, he showed up in a mighty way this preseason at number four. George Pickens is a name you need to familiarize yourself with of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was an absolute dude at the University of Georgia. Came into the league, and now he has become that same absolute dude. Because of Pickens, Pickett will have himself quite the year. At number three, Brock Purdy. Reason he's the biggest winner in my mind, one of, is because he played well enough for the Niners to say, hey, you know what, Lance? We're good on you. He led multiple touchdown drives in multiple preseason games. I believe he had two total touchdown drives that I watch him lead. So he showed that he's good with the ones. And keep in mind, Trent Williams, the all-pro left tackle, didn't play all preseason. Brock Purdy will be back and hopefully better than ever. At number two, Baker Mayfield. They said it was a quarterback competition. It was no competition at all. Kyle Trask, he was hand-selected by the Buccaneers out of Florida. Baker Mayfield said, I don't care. I've only been here for four months. That's four months long enough for me to own the starting job. Dominated in the preseason. And maybe, just maybe, he can keep the Bucs atop the NFC South. And then at number one for me, the man who has the biggest shoes to fill, Jordan Love. We keep talking about Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. But maybe Jordan Love can make the Packers forget or at least have a momentary relapse about Aaron Rodgers because just how good Jordan Love has been playing. Let me take it to the desk if I may. James, you are the forever Green Bay Packer. Won a Super Bowl there 2011. You know a lot about Packers. You know a lot about Packers quarterback play. Should the Packers be excited about Jordan Love? Absolutely. I think Jordan Love checked every single box that you needed to check. And for me, you didn't have to go out there and throw touchdowns in the preseason and all that. We needed to see you look the right way. We, needed, we didn't need none of this. Like we see from Russell Wilson, we didn't need none of that. And we didn't get none of that, right? He demanded the offense. He scoring drives. Did not have an interception. Mm -hmm. When he had to get outside the pocket, he got outside the pocket, didn't force any crazy throws, made some throws on the run. So I think he checked every box for the Packers, and I think they should be really excited that he came in. Now you're going on year four. You had an opportunity to sit behind Aaron for three years and whip Coach LaFleur, really learn this offense, and he came in like, this is what I do. I, I'm, I'm really good in this offense, and I think you're going to see him have a really good year. I think Jordan Love's got the Packers is in good hands. I'm excited about him. I will say, like, I'm excited about Jordan Love because, to your point, James, like, when I watch preseason games, I believe there's some things you can deduce. Mm -hmm. You can deduce everything based on the level of competition, but I'm wondering, how do you compete in here? Like, this doesn't change. That might change, that might change, that might change, but one of my favorite quotes is, don't let anything without a heartbeat beat you. 
Don't let anything without a heartbeat beat you. So how is Jordan Love processing the game? Cover two is cover two. It might be Prime out there. It might be Jair Alexander out there. Cover two is cover two. Can you see it? Now, the DB might make a different play on it, but can you see it? Like, how are you checking when you see, okay, they come out in an overfront, check away from it. Yeah. It don't matter if John Randall's the three technique or somebody else is a three technique. If you see that person in that body, can you check away from it? So to me, it's like, can you take your play from the meeting room to the practice field to the game room? You can't deduce everything from a preseason game, but again, I made a living playing in preseason games. So I know enough to know Okay, there's some there's there's something here. And beauty is he missed some throws too. Yeah. Like let's yeah. not get it thrusted. Yeah. Christian Watson, deep ball, wide open. And he underthrew him. Yeah. To me, I'm like, okay, bet. You underthrew him in the preseason. Now you know just how fast he is. When you step on that back step and you hitch, you know you need to release it a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. You know you need to put more into it. You know you need to put more torque into it. So I am excited for it that reason, because in here, he showed me he can win. No, no. He gotta go show me he can beat. First teamers, yeah. but he showed me he can win in his mind first. Well, the, yeah, but that's the problem with preseason is the first teamers are faster and better and bigger and better than the, the people that are playing in, in preseason. Better, so yeah. what might look the same is not going to look the same when you apply the speed of all pros on the other side of the ball. Right. So I don't, I don't like to say you shouldn't be excited because playing good in the preseason does matter. It's, it's better than not playing good in the preseason. I mean, we sit up here and talk about when teams are struggling and when they can't make throws or the throw and interceptions. So it should be a positive thing if you are playing well and you do look competent. But that's really all you can ask. To get excited, I mean, they won eight games last year and missed the playoffs. Do we think Jordan Love is going to win more than eight games this year? Yep, I think so. Whoa, we do. I do. How many games do you think the Packers are going to win this year? At least they, they're going to get to 10 or 11. 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. You said yeah. 11. I was with you at 9. Mm-hmm. No, no. We're gonna 11 is a lot. Uh, 11 is a lot of wins. No, 11 is, I mean, listen. 17 that's... good games. We're going to get to 11. He's a homer. We're going to get to 11. I mean, uh, okay. Well, look, I think, I think that Jordan Love will have a competent season. I don't know if I can get crazy about the Packers last year. You had Aaron Rodgers, who yeah. won an MVP the year before, who is obviously a legend, who we are now talking about uh, possibly taking another team to the Super Bowl, and they won eight games last year with him. Yeah. So I can't Injuries expect Jordan Love to sit. <laughs> I can't expect Jordan Love yeah, to come in. We lost our best pass rush. Okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. But, th- but this, is, this is Jordan Love's team yeah. for the very first time. Yes. I think it's a positive thing, but I cannot personally get too crazy about yeah. what I see in preseason because I have to see it when, the, when it's faster. I have to see it when it's real. It's a good thing. Packers fans should feel good about it. Mm-hmm. The front office should feel good about it. We will see how good everyone feels. Once it's, once it's the real thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just say 10 or 11 because when you look at the division, right, it ain't no just clear-cut division winner in that thing. It's going to be some dog fights in that division. I mean, the Vikings won Yeah, the Vikings lost their best player, well, second best player on offense other than Justin Jefferson. You lose, you lose Dalvin Cook, so we'll see how that's going to go. But I got, I got about 11 wins. But, Shady, what you think about the young fella? You like him? I like him. I like him. Um, the, I, the best part about this is, like, the expectation level for, for Jordan Love, like, what is it? Yeah. We're not expecting to go out here and be, like, this great player because we don't know. We know a great player just left. So I, I think when we look at the, the, the Green Bay Packers as a, as a unit, as an offense, got a really, really good running back, right? They have some, some, some speed in the outside wide receivers. But it's not like a, a lot there to, okay, they got to win now. 
I don't think that they, it's the, the, the approach is there yet. They have to win now. So when you ask me, are they excited? I would say yes. You got a young quarterback that you can develop, some young pieces that they can develop together, a young group. It's a young offense. If you think about it, if you're in the huddle, right? Yeah, I, always, yeah. I always talk about this. So I'm, when I'm in the huddle, who can I, who can I look, for, look at and say, man, I got confidence in him? Yeah. Well, they're going to look at each other like, all right, you got me, I got you. We got to do this together because we don't have nobody to lean on. So I do think that I would be excited just because you have a young group that can grow together, and I like that. I got, I got a question for you real quick because you had your number two guy was uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, this might be off topic. You got more confidence in Baker Mayfield than you do Jordan Love? Because I know, I know yeah. yesterday I think you said that uh, the Buccaneers got What's a chance with Baker Mayfield. No, I'm just because Baker Mayfield was his, in Baker Mayfield, or Baker Mayfield was his number two like winner in the preseason. Okay. So I'm just asking him, does he have more confidence in Baker? Would, does he judge Jordan Love? I would say Jordan Love. Now, I like Baker. Yeah. Like, I am on the rare island of people. Oh, you like Baker? Like, yeah, I like Baker. I'm on the island of people that like Baker. Yeah. However, I would say more confidence in Jordan Love because of LaFleur. Mm. I love Todd Bowles as a defensive mind. One of my favorite defensive minds ever. He coached my brother for three years. I know his system well. I know his base play calls, know all the things. But I think that Jordan Love is in a better situation because of his head coach. I don't like defensive coordinators coaching quarterbacks that are in turmoil. Oh, I, I can't, like I can't wait to see that part. But you like, you like, you like Bears commercials? I like, you got some great commercials. <laughs> He's good when that camera's on. He's good at the commercials. Are you talking about a quarterback? I I like oh, I didn't know all this at the commercials. There's a QB, oh, man. I can't wait for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. All right, coming up, what is going on with the Los Angeles Rams? Wait till you hear what Matthew Stafford said about the connection with his teammates and his wife even chimed in. Is it something or nothing? You, you just have to hear it, honestly. Next. So you think he texted her and said, babe, why would you say this? Hey, college football fans, this is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We are in overtime, baby. Let's get it going. Matthew Stafford, 35-year-old, but according to his wife, he's having problems connecting with his younger teammates. Now, she relayed his concerns that players are on their phones after practice instead of <laughs> interacting, and they're calling him sir while he wants to get to know him. We spent so much time debating this in our pre-show <laughs> meeting that we moved it up in the show and gave it an expansive amount of time. Joy, something or nothing that Stafford's struggling to connect with his teammates? What do I always say? Nothing is everything. Everything is something. I do think that it sounds like it's a little quiet in the locker room after practice. You know, maybe everybody isn't ha-ha, kiki, and he doesn't really want to interrupt someone who's, you know, in the back, kind of scrolling, that type of thing. Look, I don't know how to, how to talk to um, really Gen Z. It was a Gen Z. Like a, there's a new word every week. I don't know. You know, I'm a doctor. I'm old. I have no idea what's going on. But I do think that you, if he's wanting to connect with the younger players and it's not working, then that's a bigger reflection of the culture in the locker room in general and not just necessarily him and young players. Now, how much this matters? I don't know. What are the expectations for the Rams this year? I seem to be on the island. I'm the only person thinking that I trust Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford to get it together. But this is a very young team. There's really Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford left of that of that Super Bowl roster of, of, the, of the best players. So it's, it's a young team. They're trying to come together. I don't think it's everything. It is a little confusing, though. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not 
It's not that hard. Like, he's not, he's not that old, right? He'd be on his phone. Uh, and technically, like, football-wise, to your point, you said it earlier in the show, he's pretty old. Like, Stafford came – I remember when Stafford came out of high school, 09, out of Highland Park, number one recruit overall. I thought he was going to Texas. He was going to Georgia. Ends up being number one player taken. It, I think it's a huge deal only because I've already had my concerns about the Rams. Like, uh, they, they, their roster is deplete of talent. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Cooper Cup, outside of Aaron Donald, they just don't have it. Their head coach contemplated retiring. So much so that he said, hey, everybody on my staff – Feel free to go get other jobs. I think their offensive coordinator left to go become the OC at Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Andy, please help me off camera with that. So their offensive coordinator was like, yo, you don't know if you committed, I'm dipping. So I think there is a lot of confusion in the team. Then you add that to, here's what's so intriguing. Matthew Stafford felt this so much so that he either went home and told his wife about it. No, he did. Or he felt it so much so that he was talking about it and his wife overheard it. But either way, if you've taken your work back to the crib, then that work is of uber importance to you. That's so I mean, that's why. That's, that. not, that's not marriage. Yeah. I thought. I'm not married. But, that's, that's but, like, but it, you choose what to talk about. Yeah. You only don't talk about like the I mean, things that are important. Uh, it it could have been a joke. Like, oh, these, yeah. these kids are so hard to deal with now. With, Quick question, though. You think he told his wife when he heard this come out, like, hey, babe, why did you tell? Why did you put it on your pocket? That's what I would have did. Anyway, um, I'm going to say it's nothing, though. That's nothing to it. Just because, like, I, I remember being a, a young rookie um, in 2009 with Donald McNabb. He was already established. He had the, the chunky soup commercials. He was yeah. the guy, right? He was the guy. And it didn't matter if we connected, like, I don't know, t- talking or texting. It didn't matter about none of that. The, job, the thing was, listen, he's the guy. He's the older veteran quarterback. He's going to be here. He's... His, his pictures on the walls and all that type of things. I'm a little rookie. I'm trying to get my job. I'm trying to learn an offense. I'm trying to not mess up. I'm trying not to hold this offense back. And that's what really matters, that I, I have a job to do. The thing about football now is so sensitive. I see dudes all the time. Oh, they're why'd sensitive. You, why'd you say that about him? Or why'd mm-hmm. you, everybody's so sensitive. If the young guys are, 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 are hard to deal with, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, the objective is this. You have a job to do, Acho. Yep. You have a job to do. And if we can't connect or not, you have a job to do. And I think as a young player, um, the difference from that into an older player is like, okay, maybe the wide receiver, uh, like, like, like Cooper, um, Cup. Cooper Cup and him have a different connection, right? 1A quarterback, mm-hmm. I get it. Where you young rookies, like, I'm trying to learn the office and, and I don't want to get in the way of things. So I don't think it's a, a real big deal. I well, really don't. I don't really think it's, it's – it's about winning, right? Because we all know the Rams ain't winning too many games this year. We're just keeping the spade a spade. The odds not, is four yeah, and a half. They're not yeah. going to win a lot of games this year. So I don't think, like, this situation has anything with winning. But this is hard for me. Like, why is this hard for you, Matthew Stafford? I don't care if they're on their phones. Hey, what up, man? You know, have a conversation. Talk. It's not hard. You're on the football field. They ain't got no phones on the football field. Right? You ain't on special teams or none of that. Like, go talk to the young fellas. Chop it up with them. Like, like it's not hard. I was in training camp with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers would play dominoes, play spades, play cards with, with, with all the young players. Just chop it up, talk. We, you don't got to go to dinner. You ain't got to do all that, hang with them off the field or none of that. But it's not hard to just chop it up with them and build some relationships with the young fellas. I do not get it. I don't even know why his wife came out with it. I don't know why he's coming out with it. It's, hard. it's not hard. Shady, I just met you. You talk to everybody. What up, bro? Like, I, I but I'm just saying it's no, not it's, hard. It's not, you just saying I'm a different type of brother. But hold <laughs> up, I will say this, though. It wasn't Donovan McNabb's job, right? And he could have did it because I guess that's what some veterans do. But mm-hmm. it wasn't his job to make sure I was comfortable. It was my job because he's going to be here. Hey, Don, hey, how's everything? How'd I do today? Yep. Anything you, I should do differently? 
How was my routes? How did I block? Did I miss that? Like, I'm on you. It ain't on him to... to... Wouldn't you say those things? Who am I? Hold on, hold on. Who am I, though, for him to... You see what I'm saying? I need to make it convenient for you. But, Shady, he came out and said it. We not... This story ain't... The, the rookies came out and said it at their young player. He came out and said it. You know, so, so it ain't like it's bothering someone. I, like, he came out and I said this. I guess it's more of, like, he's reaching out to the young guys and it's hard for them to connect with each other. And my thing is, like, it's not even a thing of you on your phone because as a young guy, I'm coming to you, the man in the office. I'm coming to you. But you know how it is. Phones bro. down. Oh, this is your phone. My phone. <laughs> Phones down. How can I get better? But Shady, you know how it is. And again, everybody in life speaks from their own experience. Right. You're a second round pick. So yeah. I'm assuming most people would gravitate towards you more than most. Okay. When I'm showing up in a locker room as a six round pick, I am too subservient. I am too humble. I am too, yo, I'm not even on the same level right. as you, Joe Thomas. Joe, I was okay. drafted to Cleveland. I can't go up to Joe. I can't go up to Joe Hayden. Right. I can't go up to TJ Ward. Right. When I got traded to Philly, I can't go up to you. I can go up to Mike Vick. I, see, you. I can't go up to DJ. I needed well, you to come well, up well, to well, me. Well, okay, oh. here's, the, here's the thing though. So now you are right, but there's, I play with certain, okay, the dude named Brandon um, Gibson. You remember him, wide receiver? Mm -hmm. I didn't know who this dude was. Never heard of him. We had, we had uh, our first round pick was Jeremy Macklin. First, we all know who that first round pick is. And when we see the other dude, he's doing the same routes. I'm like, who is that guy? He, he played so well that as a six round draft pick, he was talking to all the starting players because he was that good. So now, when he goes up to talk to Donovan Nap, he's going to answer because he's playing that well. Them six rounders you talking about, they might not be worth talking to. Correct. That's, and, and but, no, but, but you know but why? Because that's the business of football. But I don't know, I don't no, know that that's really what he's, exactly. he's talking about. Like, I, I, what I imagine is there's just a little bit of a, an energy disconnect okay. here. That's what it sounds like. He says, like, they're on their phones. They're not interacting. Tweeting. You're right. When you're, out, when you're out, out, on the, when you're out on the field, you don't, have your, you don't have your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't that, have that, your phone. So, so where, where is the disconnect? And, because if you're out here on practice, if you're not able to connect with young players out on practice when they don't have their phones, that's more of an issue to me than in the locker room. Because that's where I agree with Shady. And, and Everybody not, don't have to be friends. And not only that. Hold on, hold on. Can we take selfie real quick? Now, was that weird? Was that weird? No. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That but, might be uncomfortable. No. We at work. I'm taking a selfie. But not, but not only that. You look good in suits. I, re I remember, <laughs> I remember when, I, when I was a rookie, and my, my very first practice, I'm out there going against Charles Woodson and all these boys. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing on the sideline about to go get my special teams reps because all rookies, we got to go in there, you know, see if you can cover kicks and all that. And he slapped me on the back of the head like, you know, hey, good route, rook. You know what I'm saying? And right then and there, when he slapped me on the back of the head, I turned and looked. I'm like, damn, that's C. Wood. C. Wood. But with just him doing that, now when I see him in the locker room, I'm like, what up, big bro? You know what I'm saying? And it just happened. So, like, it ain't hard, man. Like, hey, so if he hey, did, so hey if he, nice route. So bro. if he didn't slap him back of the head, right, and it wasn't Charles Woodson. I'm you, not saying I would have oh, walked up to but him. Did, but did you have a good route? Yeah. Okay, and, and you're going to continue to have good routes because you want to make the team want to get yeah. money, right? Yeah. Right. yeah, but what I'm but what I'm saying is no, but we talking about just bad route you getting cut interacting with the dudes though. Like it ain't hard to just walk up to one of your teammates. I don't care phone or not, you bro. It, what man. you what you watch? What what it don't matter. Like math for Matthew to come out and his wife to come out and say this is hard. This is crazy to me because it ain't hard. Go up there, talk to the young fella. It ain't hard, Shady. I, I, I'm, I'm, I with, I'm with I'm with I'm you. I, I think it matters. Shady doesn't think it matters. I think like it's interesting. It's interesting. An endless conversation that we have to tragically bring to an end. Okay, but when we return, Anthony Richardson, first round pick, number four overall to the Indianapolis Colts. He has been named the starter, and to some degree controversial fashion, but. 
He's already talking Super Bowl. I'm, I'm just going to let you hear more about it when we oh. return. Uh. Wait, he said Super Bowl? He did. All right, family, in our hurry up offense, not a lot of time, but a lot to get to. Anthony Richardson drafted fourth overall by the Colts. Expectations are already high for the rookie. Richardson said, quote, everybody wants me to come here and win a Super Bowl my first year, close quote. But he added, it's not all about him. Shady, I have been very um, passionate about my Anthony Richardson take. I've got a lot of pushback for it. I don't like Anthony Richardson having to start in large part because of these comments. You can almost hear the pressure oozing out of his right, mouth involuntarily. Like he's already talking about Super Bowl. Ain't nobody talking about Super Bowl but you. Yes. Because, you because you feel oh that, that internal pressure. So what do you make of Anthony Richardson's Super Bowl comments? I mean, I, I don't like it, but I understand him. I truly do. I, I just, it's a part of like being a guy that's getting drafted so early, right? And I don't think he, he didn't ask for that, right? He liked it, but he didn't ask for that. And look at his, his college career where he didn't really do a lot. No, I don't know. So now when he gets drafted here, the expectation level was so high. Like, this is a project, you know, we took a big reach on him. And, and he feels the pressure. He feels, he feels it from his teammates, from, from the coaches, from the fans, everybody. And around the NFL, the, the biggest question mark was him. Yeah. Why did the why coach take him so high? Yep. The, the best player on the team, he's not playing. He's, he's fighting for a contract. So... All these different things, I, I can see him just being asked over and over again about, about himself and et cetera. He's like, you know what, listen, man, like, they want me to come out here and just be Superman and, just, and go to Super Bowl. And I just think that the pressure's getting to him. So I can see him talking and speaking about the Super Bowl as if, like, it's frustration. Yeah, I see that. No one's talking about the Super Bowl. No one. Not with the Colts. No, no. no. <laughs> I did see him play, and they're no, not a Super no Bowl team. No one is talking about that. No one's talking about the Colts to win the division. So uh, I agree with you. It, it feels like pressure, but he gets a check for that. He does. Nice one, too. So. It's a nice check for that. That's this, this is big boy ball. It's the NFL. So it's it's okay. And and I understand he, these are these are young people and we put them into these we don't put them in these situations. They are in very high pressure situations. There's billions of dollars on the line. There are a lot of eyeballs. There's expectations. There's fans. There's media. There's owners. There's advertisers. There's season ticket holders. There's local media. It's a lot. And especially even if you go to a big school, this is a whole different level. This is, this is the pros. Yeah. So I could see him succumbing a little bit to the pressure of being constantly asked, what are the expectations this year? What's going to happen if Jonathan Taylor's not there? What, what do you think you're going to live up to? You're coming into a building where greats have walked through. You know, what, what do you expect That's to true. do this year? Uh, da, 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 da. Cool. But nobody's expecting you to win the Super Bowl this year. Not a single person. Maybe the owner. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But I think everyone else has a very realistic outlook on what they should see from him this year. He has nowhere to go but up. Really, there's no expectations of him. He's in one of the best situations you could be in. Nobody really thinks this roster is extremely talented. Mm. They're in a new situation. He's a rookie. All you can do is go up. You know, James, let me, let me interject because I might deviate the conversation. I'm curious in your thoughts. Joy makes a good point. Like, he has nowhere to go but up unless it is so catastrophically bad, which I do believe that it has a li lo high likelihood of being, mm. that it could damage him. He's in a division with C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud, also a young Rookie quarterback. Yeah. You know how it goes. You all know how it goes. There will always be comparison yeah, yeah, of your yeah, draft yeah. class. Where do you think and why do you think these Super Bowl comments were made? Like, what does that say about where he's at? You know, at that's, what, that's what I'm trying to figure out because for me, this is mentally, right, it's wearing on him. And nobody, nobody at this table, nobody in Vegas, nobody nowhere has picked the Colts to win the Super Bowl. To be honest with you, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are like 
came in to be like the saviors. Like we got Bryce Young, we got CJ Stroud. Like these dudes are going to change around the organization. Everything we hear from Richardson, even when he got drafted was, it's a project, it could take time. You heard that from ownership, you heard that from head coaches, you heard that from his head coach, you heard that from everybody. He only played 15 games or whatever in college. Like he has the most leeway to mess up. Like, if he messes up this year, everybody has already gave him a pass for not playing enough football, for being a project. Like, they're going to have to work with him and build pieces around him and put him in the right offense and all that. That wasn't said for Bryce. Get in here, learn this offense. CJ, get in here, learn this offense. Make everybody around you better. So for him to create questions like that for for himself, which – Nobody asked him that. Nobody's coming up to him saying the Colts going to the Super Bowl this year because they're not built like that. And it would be unfair to him to even be able to say go to the Super Bowl. So mentally, this... This is why it worries me, James. This is why why it worries me. Because, again, the big eye in the sky, it don't lie. What that means is the camera, it always tells the truth. We see Anthony Richardson, but y'all got to remember, Anthony Richardson sees himself. Anthony Richardson, of all the players in the preseason, is one of only two players who had under a 50% completion percentage. My coach used to always say before a game, put something on tape you'll be proud of. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson has not put much on tape that he can be proud of. When you think about Anthony Richardson versus the Philadelphia Eagles, Shady, you went to that practice, the Colts practiced against the Eagles. I watched the game, every one of his snaps. Like, he was atrocious. Have three really good plays. I will not rob him of that. Three really good plays. But six of 17? Meanwhile, Gardner Minshew, 9 of 11, Sam Ellinger, 6 of 8. He has to go back and watch that tape. Mm. He has to go back and be like, dang, I was 6 for 17 against the Eagles' third stringers? Like, that's so hard to derive confidence when you have nothing to derive confidence from. And now he's talking about Super Bowls? But you have to build on something. Like, yes, he's feeling the pressure. He didn't ask to be named the starter either. And again, I push back on the idea that Gardner Minshew should be starting. What's he going to learn from Gardner Minshew? (laughs) <laughs> I, will, I, will, I, will, I will respond to that because I was thinking about that earlier today. I think you can learn something from just about anybody. I think some people do things better than you. Some people do things better than you. Some people do things you, can, you can learn like, how to be a professional. But you even can more learn than that, how to, how to study tape. Even, you, can learn, you can learn habits. Even more than that, though, Gardner Minshew, he knows how to not turn the ball over. Three, yeah. three to one touchdown interception ratio. Gardner Minshew is not the future of the Colts. He's not. He probably won't even be on the team next year. That the is, only reason he's going to see playtime is if Anthony Richardson gets hurt or if it is a complete and utter collapse. Gardner Minshew, we know what he is. But he can teach you something. Like you said, what's he going to learn? I, 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 I really push back on the something. idea that especially a player that, that needs to be developed in a situation where there really are no expectations for this team should be doing anything other than playing. I adamantly disagree that Gardner Minshew should be, should be starting in place of Anthony Richardson. If he doesn't have as much experience as he needs, this was the conversation with Trey Lance, if he doesn't have as enough experience that he needs, how is he going to get experience watching Gardner Minshew play average He's football He's on an average football team? He's not. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Now, I understand the confidence of it. Confidence, your confidence can be hurt, but your confidence can also grow. And neither of those things are happening on the sideline. Uh, so, so what's the risk that you're going to take? So you're going to waste a year of his development having him watch Gardner Minshew with a clipboard. But I don't think you're wasting a year. Like what I I'm, think you're wasting a year because I think experience matters. Yeah. I do not believe you get better at doing something by watching other people do it. You learn. You adopt habits. You adopt uh, study habits. Don't you, you, think you adopt it, routines. Don't you th- I didn't get better at television by watching other people do television. Don't you think it depends on the person? For example, Absolutely like not. I've worked with greats and I've studied what they do and I study their habits and I ask them questions and I watch what they do. But I did not get reps from watching them. You get reps from getting reps and you don't get reps, reps in training camp, in practice and OTAs. It's not the same as the NFL. Yes. Yes. 
You can break your confidence, but you can also gain no confidence, and then you have to start that over next year. That's where I disagree. Here, but I, I, I disagree. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has some interesting words about the Niners trading away his former teammate, Trey Lance. You are not going to want to miss them when we return on Speak. Shade. Who's better are these two dudes right here? It's like, <laughs> like. Let's get to our two-minute drill. Trey Lance officially a... Cowboy and former Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo weighed in on the team's handling of his former teammate. Take a listen. What did you make of the, the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Just to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? Shane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like... If you want to put him in the hot seat, ask him some real questions. Like, like how good do you think you are, man? How, they let you go. Like, how, how good are you, brother? Because uh, I ought to wait to see what he said. Hey, that's basically what he's saying. He basically said, <laughs> they shouldn't have let me go in the first place. Come on. Uh, the star trade land. That's geez. basically what he's saying, man. That's a little shade right there. Well, we're going to find out. We'll see. I Jim mean, he like, did play in the Super Bowl with them. You see, what he, you see how he played? Shady, he two NFC championship, championship Bro, games, the, they get there, two of them. And you hand the ball off 45 Congratulations. times. Congratulations. Hey, he didn't do anything to do that. He's out there. He's so average. It's ridiculous. Race of his neck. <laughs>